This call may be recorded or transcribed.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Good morning, it's Diane. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Good 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 Happy Thursday, Yvonne. This is Diane. God bless you. I love you. 
Good morning. Hey, hey, this is Misha. Happy Thursday. God bless everyone on the call. You have a great day. Good morning. Welcome you to Declare Victory. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, sister. Good morning, Susie. Happy <laughs> Thursday. I Happy, love you. Love you, too. <laughs> Happy Thursday to you, too. This is Felicia. Happy Thursday. Good God morning. Bless everyone in the car. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. The same to you. Bye. Anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? On this beautiful good day. Good morning. Oh, go ahead. Good morning, family. This is Tanisha. Good morning. Have a great day. Is that any... Susie I'm hearing? It sure is. Good <laughs> it's morning, Susie. Susie. It's so good to hear your voice. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too, and thank you so much. You have How's a wonderful day. Oh, Rick's doing really, really well. We're both wonderful. doing well. Arthritis has me. My back hurting some, but hey, I don't give in. <laughs> no way. God's got my back. <laughs> Have a good day. Love you, you too. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Good morning, JC. Good morning, JC. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. How's Shauna? Shauna's doing better. She's home now. <laughs> good. Praise God. I know, praise God for sure. <laughs> She's doing really, really well. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Go on. Okay. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, anyone else? Ooh. Anyone else like to say good morning? Beautiful day that the Lord let us see. Is anyone else join the call? Would like to say good morning on this beautiful day. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Krishanda. God bless good, you. Good morning, Krishanda. God bless you too. A wonderful day. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. This is Rochelle. Good morning. Declare victory. Good have morning. a great day. Good morning, Rochelle. You have a wonderful and great day, too. Okay, well, it's time to get started with the call. The order of the call this morning is prayer and corporate praise will be Diane. Then the declaration will be brought by Apostle Pierre. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare, and I will repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane. The declaration will be brought by Apostle Pierre. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is Matthew 5 and 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. 
At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute and tell instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Diane. God bless you all. Go ahead, Diane. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for a brand new day, a brand new mercy today. God, we just give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. God, search me. If there be anything in me that's unpleasing to your sight, God, I pray and ask that you remove it, that I will have no hindrance in my prayers, no hindrance with relationship with others, no hindrance in walking the way that you have gave me, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, we just give you praise this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for you are a care as the consuming fire. You are a jealous God. God, and I just give you praise. You said it is not been for Jesus, Lord God, on the cross. Where would we be, Lord God? Jesus was willing willingly and endured the full wrath of God's righteous judgment. And God, for that, we we thank you so much, Lord God. We thank you for the resurrection, oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, I just praise you this morning. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Father, we thank you this morning for the gift of faith. We thank you this morning that you are God. You are the transcendent God, the God whose thoughts are not our thoughts. Your ways are not our ways. You say, Lord God, that you are a jealous God. Father, we thank you this morning just for who you are. Father, we praise you this morning, Lord God, for opening our eyes and and opening our ears and our mouth. You said if we open our mouth, you will fill it. So God, fill our mouth this morning with your word, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. So Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you that you are the great God. You are the good, good Father. You said when your word goes out and never returns void. God, we thank you this morning for your word that's on the inside of us. God, I pray and ask that you continue to strengthen our inner man, that our faith may grow strong in you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you praise this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for a great faith, oh God, that you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, Matthew 21, 21 through 22 Jesus answered and said to them, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what done to the fig tree, but even if you say to the mountain, move from here to there, it will fall in the sea. God, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you, Lord God, for being able to come and lay our petitions at your feet. God, I thank you this morning. If we can take our phones off mute and praise God this morning in the name of Jesus as as a group. 
praise God like never before. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the great God. He is the transcendent God. God, I thank you this morning that you are a care as the consuming Father. I thank you this morning, Lord God, that you've given us a mouth, Lord God, to praise your holy name. For you are great and greatly to morning. God, I give you praise this morning. I thank you, Lord God, for
if we can put our phones on mute. God, I thank you this morning, Lord God, for using me to bring the prayer this morning, oh God. And God, we thank you, Lord God, that you open our mouths this morning, oh God. And God, I praise you and I thank you and I pray over the declare as he comes. Lord God, just fill him with your word. Fill his heart, oh God, that we may hear what thus says the Lord. And you said, he that has an ear to hear, let them hear, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. So God, we praise you, we honor you, and we thank you. So it's in Jesus' name that I pray and ask it all. Amen. Apostle, it's over to you. Amen. Good morning, family. How are you guys? I hope everyone is doing well today. It is my pleasure, as always, to be with you guys, and I appreciate you guys having me back on. Um, I know our thing for this month is illogical faith, and so I really believe that we're in a time where God really wants us to have faith. And sometimes our faith may look different from everybody else's. Our faith may not seem like everybody else's faith seems. And so today we want to dive into the word. And um, I just want to just focus on the scripture that comes from 1 Samuel chapter 1. If we can go there, 1 Samuel chapter 1 is a familiar passage of scripture. And we're going to talk about illogical faith. So 1 Samuel chapter 1 is a familiar passage of scripture that deals with Hannah. And I'm going to start at verse number 2. It says, Elkanah who had two wives, one named Hannah, the other named Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had none. Every year this man would go from his own city to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of armies at Shiloh. Eli's two sons, Hophi and Phinehas, served there as priests of the Lord. Whenever Elkanah offered a sacrifice, he would give portions of it to his wife Penina and, her son, and all her sons and daughters. He would also give one portion to Hannah, because he loved her, even though the Lord had kept her from having children. Keep that in mind. The Lord had kept her from having children. Because the Lord had made her unable to have children, her rival, Penina, tormented her endlessly in order to make her miserable. This happened year after year. Whenever Hannah went to the Lord's house, Penina would just make her miserable, and Hannah would cry and not eat. Skipping down to verse number 10, it says, though she was resentful, she prayed to the Lord while she cried. She made this vow, Lord of armies, if you will look at my misery and remember me and give me a boy, then I will give him to you for as long as he lives, and a razor will never be used on his head. While Hannah was praying in the long time, for a long time in front of the Lord, Eli was watching her mouth. She was praying silently. Her voice couldn't be heard. Only her lips was moving, and so Eli thought she was drunk. How long are you going to stay drunk, Eli asked her. Get rid of your wine. Hannah responded, no, sir, I'm not drunk. I'm depressed. And pouring out my heart to the Lord, don't take me to be good for nothing, to be a good for nothing woman. I was praying like this because I have been troubled and tormented. When Eli replied, go in peace and may the Lord God of Israel grant your request. May you continue to be kind to me, she said. Then the woman went her way and ate. She was no longer sad. Last verse we're going to look at, verse number 20. It says, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel, which means God hears. 
because she said, I asked the Lord for him. She said, I asked the Lord for him. And so when we begin to look at illogical faith, when you begin to define illogical, I'm going to do it like I do it at my church. We define it, we examine it, and then we apply it. And so when we begin to look at illogical, uh, the definition means lacking sense of clear or sound reasoning. And then when we begin to look at how illogical behavior looks, there are actions or feelings that may seem strange because you cannot give good reasons for them happening. And so here we see a woman who is married to a man of God, and he has two wives, but yet he is giving um, portions of his sacrifice. After he sacrificed to the Lord, he gave one portion to Penina, and he gave the other portion to Hannah. But it says that the Lord made her not being able to have children. And so here it is. She's in a situation where God has made her barren, but yet she's praying, asking God to allow her to have a child because of her tormentor. Uh, Penina has a child. Just imagine every time you get a place, you get to a place where you're asking God for something so bad or you want something so bad, but you see everybody else around you getting it. And all you keep hearing people tell you is, have faith, it's going to happen for you. Have faith, it's going to happen for you. And then you have your tormentor saying, look what I got, nine, 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 nine. Just like that little kid that you want, uh, you want a toy so bad and your mother doesn't have it to give to you. But yet you look at your auntie and she's buying her kids everything and they come in your face and they're holding it up saying, nah, 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 look what I got. And so you begin to uh, pretty much beg your mom for it. You begin to beg your mom for it and you begin to cry because you feel left out. You feel that everyone else has something that you should be able to have as well. And so that's what Hannah found herself. She found herself in a place where God had made her womb barren, but yet Penina was teasing her, saying, look what I got. I have something that I can give the priest that you can never give. And so in the midst of that, Hannah began to pray. Hannah began to, to turn down her plate, and Hannah began to pray. And although she had no, no sound coming out of her mouth, she still began to pray with her heart. That's just like how some of us are. We, we have things that we want God to do for us. We have things that we want God to perform for us. And it seems like every time we pray for everybody else, it happens for them. But when it comes time for us to ask God, where is our portion? It never happens for us. It never comes for us. And everybody else is giving birth to it. And everybody else has these things that are manifesting in their lives. But we're asking God, what about me? And all we keep hearing is, well, just keep praying. It's going to happen. And so I was just talking to one of my friends this morning. I was talking to my friend, Erickson, and I was telling him, I said, it's amazing that um, we, we quote this scripture and we say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of things that we cannot see. And we get upset when people say they don't believe that it's going to happen for us. We get upset when people say that they don't see it manifesting for us. We get upset when we share our business idea or when we share what what we are expecting God to do for us or what we're praying for, when we share those things that are on our prayer list and people say, well, that ain't going to happen. Or they say, how is that going to happen? We, we get upset and we're not realizing that it's really faith. Faith is when we can't see it. Faith is when we, we don't expect it to manifest. I remember being in a service and uh, not a service, but in a church meeting, and we were talking about building the building, and my pastor's son said, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. 
and everybody got upset with him because they said, well, you the pastor's son. Out of everybody in the room, you're supposed to have the most faith. Out of everybody in the room, you're the one that's supposed to believe in the vision. And he said, I never said I didn't believe in the vision. I said, I don't see it happening. And that's what faith is. Faith is when we begin to manifest it, even when it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Can you still see it? Can you still see it? When the doctor says, just imagine if, if Hannah was living in modern times now and the doctor told her, listen, you might as well just give it up. You have ovarian cysts and you won't be able to have children. And so we need to go ahead and do this hysterectomy. And she says, no, I'm not going to take out my, I'm, I'm not going to let you guys give me a hysterectomy because I'm expecting God to give me a child. And they say, you might as well give up hope because it's not going to happen. And she begins to pray. And everybody around her is having baby after baby, and she begins to pray. And then all of a sudden, she becomes pregnant. And now everybody's trying to figure out how did it happen. Well, was it because of the fact she refused to let go of what was opposing her? Was it the fact that she was able to still worship and pray to God even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of her teasing, being teased, even in the midst of everybody else around her not believing in her? Let me give you another example. Let's look at Abraham. Abraham had a had a son even at his late age. The Lord told him that he was going to have a child. So when he told his wife, Sarah, Sarah laughed. Sarah said, surely this is not the word of the Lord. She began to rebuke every devil in hell. The devil is alive. How am I going to have a child? Look how old we are, Abraham. And so he prayed. And he held on to the word of the Lord, and God gave him Isaac. And then after God gave him Isaac, God said, now, that son that I gave you, I want you to take him. I want you to kill him. How many of us can still have faith when God is telling us to let go of what we love? How many times has God told you, hey, listen, I'm going to bless you with this only to tell you to give it away? How many times have we been in a place where God is saying, yep, I know you love that relationship, but I need you to kill it for this season. I need you to break up. I need you to cut it off in this season. Only to test our faith only to see what we were really working with. And so today, I don't even want to just talk about Hannah, but when we're looking at the story of Abraham and Isaac, let's not look at Abraham's faith. We always preach about Abraham's faith uh, uh, and how he, he was willing to kill his son Isaac, his only son Isaac, the one that he loved. We, we talk about that all the time. But let's talk about Isaac's faith. Because Isaac, at that, around that time, was he was 17 years old. And Abraham was older. He could have overtook Abraham. He could have pushed Abraham down. And so he asked the, he asked the question to his father. The word of God says that he asked his father, Father, where are we going? And Abraham said, we're going to worship the Lord. And he said, but, God, but Father, where is the sacrifice? And Abraham replied, God will provide. And he trusted the word of the Lord that God will provide, not knowing that he was the sacrifice. So imagine the faith that he had to have to allow Abraham to tie him to the altar and for him to lay on that slab of rock and for him to see his father's hand go up with a knife. He was willing to have the faith that God still would provide. God, I know you're going to provide because I'm the promised one that, that you told my dad that I was going to be. I'm the one that, that you told my dad that I was going to, to bless the nations. I'm the one. 
but yet you're telling my father to kill me. But if this is the process that I'm willing to lay down, how many of us are willing to allow our faith to speak to us even when our life is in danger, even when we have to kill the thing that we love, even when we have to pray in the midst of being tormented, even when people around us think that we're crazy and they think that we're drunk. How many of us are still willing to stand and still say, listen, I know it seemed crazy, but I still got faith. How many of us are willing to say, listen, I know my credit's jacked up, but I'm going to still go and I'm going to go for this house. I know my credit's jacked up, but I'm still going for this car. I know I don't have a college education, but I'm still going to go for this job. Illogical faith. People think about logic. They want to see the paperwork. But how about God is moving us into a season where our faith is going to make room for us? The word of God says it this way. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. There are some things that God doesn't want us to see. He just wants us to move on. And when we begin to move on the things of God, that's when God can position us to watch those things manifest. And so I come to encourage you this morning. I don't care if you can't see it. Just know that it's working. Sometimes it says that God made her incapable of having children. What if that that was the very thing that God used to keep her talking? I remember I went through a season in my life where um, I was asking God, I was praying diligently, y'all. It, it was crazy. I was asking God to remove some things. I was asking God to do some things. And, and I was asking God to remove some people, remove some habits from me. And I said, God, I keep praying about this. I keep fasting about this. I keep getting in prayer line after prayer line. And you're not saying nothing, my G. You're not saying nothing to me. And I said, I'm asking you to remove this thing from me, but you won't take it away. You keep saying, no, I'm not going to move it. And so when I asked the Lord, I said, why, why didn't you remove it? He took me to the story about Paul with a thorn in his flesh. And Paul went to him time after time, three times as a matter of fact, and said, God, hey, remove this thorn from me. Remove this thing from me. And God told him, no, my grace is sufficient. And so I was getting an attitude. I said, well, God, why do you have me read that? And he said, because you're asking me to remove this thing from you, and the reason I won't remove it is because it's the only thing that keeps you talking to me. What if, let's just use our imaginations, what if the reason God didn't allow Hannah, he, he made it so Hannah could not give birth, was because he wanted to show her that sometimes the prayer and what you believe in so much is the very thing that can cause my hand to move. It's the very thing that can make me do it for you. It's the very thing that can make faith begin to manifest in the midst of faithless situations. And so what if today the very thing that you're praying for, God's just waiting for you to pray one more time. God's waiting for you to pray one more time. And so when we're talking about illogical faith, that's the word of the Lord to you today. Pray it one more time. Pray it one more time and see, does, see, don't God give it to you. Pray it one more time and see, doesn't God open that door. Pray it one more time and see, doesn't God make your faith be the very key that opens that door. Pray it one more time. I dare you, pray it one more time. I don't care who doesn't believe in you. I, doesn't care, I don't care who doesn't believe in what you're asking God for. I don't care who doesn't believe in what you're praying for and what you're thinking is going to manifest. I don't care what they say. I dare you pray it one more time. But this time, pray it in faith.
God, I don't see how you're going to do it. God, I don't see how you're going to make a way. God, I don't see how you're going to heal. I start, I start praying crazy prayers, especially when, uh, when people got sick. We started uh, praying prayers like, God, heal them in Jesus' name. And, God, we thank you for healing their bodies. And, and God, we, we thank you for, for bringing them out of the hospital. We start praying stuff like that. And so one day I prayed a prayer, and everybody looked at me like I was crazy. Because remember, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's the evidence of what we can't see. And so when I started praying, I said, God, they said that my auntie Cynthia has cancer, and this is the first time she was healed from cancer. I said, God, they said that she has cancer. I need you to heal her because I don't believe you can do it. Now prove me wrong. God, I don't believe you can heal her. Now prove me wrong. You said you were a healer, but I don't believe you can heal. So prove me wrong. That's just like praying the prayer, God, I believe, but help now my unbelief. So I dare you pray it one more time. It might sound strange. It might feel strange. You may have to do some crazy stuff, and people might think that you're out of your mind or even drunk. But I dare you pray it one more time. But the key is, after you pray it, what you're asking God for, are you ready to dedicate it to him for the rest of your life? Which means no matter what he tells you to do with it, you're willing to do. So if you're asking God to make you a millionaire, are you prepared for the day where he says, give away all of it? Give away half of it. Give it to your enemy. If you're asking God to give you a child, are you prepared for him to say, all right, cool, you asked me for this child, now give this child back to me? Are you prepared when you're asking God for a business? Are you prepared for him to say, all right, I need you to hire the ex-offenders? Are you prepared for the sacrifice that comes with the faith of what you're asking God for? And if you are, pray it one more time. That's the challenge. Pray it one more time. If you're ready to sacrifice it, pray it one more time. Because the next verse in that, that Hannah said, she said, God, if you give me a boy or child, I will dedicate him to you, and he will serve you for the rest of his life. And no razor will come upon his head. I'm not going to cut his hair. I'm not going. I'm not going to take. I'm not going to taint or contaminate any part of him. I'm going to give him solely to you. And you got to be prepared that when you pray at this next time, that you're ready to dedicate it to. Pray it one more time. Illogical faith. Strange faith. Strange faith. Another example of strange faith is Daniel in the lion's den. Another, another um, example of illogical faith is the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. Another example of illogical faith is Moses at the Red Sea the children of Israel at the mountain. Strange faith. Strange faith. Another example of strange faith is trusting in the man that says that he's the Messiah, but he's going to die. But he said he's getting up in three days. Strange faith. So pray it again. 
pray it again, but be ready to dedicate it. That's the word of the Lord to you guys this morning. Any questions, comments, anybody wants to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Tracy. I heard two voices, but I heard Sister Tracy first. Good morning, Sister Tracy. And Krishanda, God bless you. So good to hear your voice. Pray again. I'm praying again. I'm going in. Yeah, pray it again. Thank you. (laughs) Anyone else? Good morning. It's on by God bless you. Great words. Great declaration. Thank you. Bless you, sir. Good morning, Apostle Pierre. Rochelle. Great, great, great declaration. Have a blessed day. Good morning, Rochelle. You have a blessed day as well. Thank you. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, Kenya. You said Kenya? Yes, that was one. Somebody else was there, too. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Who else was that that said good morning, morning, Kenya? Good morning, Pastor. Hey, good morning. Uh, this is Kathy. I wanted to thank you so much for the prayer, and I ask everyone to continue to pray for me because my vertigo is in full effect, and I feel it horrible. So please continue yeah. to pray for me today. We will. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for Kathy. Lord, there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And so, Father, we thank you that healing is the children's bread. Father, we thank you that your word declares that you were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of your peace was upon us. And with your stripes, we are already healed. And so we thank you in advance for Kathy's healing. We thank you, Father, that her voter go, Father, is now going to be subject to the will and the oil and the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood over her body. We command her body to operate and function Mm -hmm. under the system and protocol in which is what created. Father, we thank you that your word declares unto us that you sent your word and healed them. So we send the word to her body Mm -hmm. and we decree and declare, be healed, be whole, and be renewed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I heard two people. Good morning, it's Monica. Hey, Monica, good morning. Good morning, it's Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Good morning, Apostle Natasha. Hey, Natasha. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for your flexibility today. We appreciate you. Oh, no problem. No problem. Anytime. Anyone else? Dee, love you. Hey, Dee, Dee, love you as well. Good morning, good morning. It's Priscilla. Great declaration. Thank you. Hey, morning, Priscilla. Does anybody have a question? I sense that someone has a question or a comment. Hey, Apostle, I do. It's Rochelle again. I just um, <clears throat> thought it was just so amazing how Hannah. Um, didn't be angry with God for closing her barren, but she used that part right there to um, worship him, to change the situation, that she didn't give up hope, that she didn't allow. Looking at Panay, can you imagine as a woman, not you, but can a woman, can many of you women imagine seeing Panay year after year pregnant with a promise? 
and she studied, studied feeling the way that she, because she's not bearing, but she didn't get mad at God. She turned that thing around and used that faith, that illogical faith to know that he'll do it and to keep praying and praying and praying it one more time and praying it one more time. So that was great. That that opened up my eyes and in that part, change that and switch it over to him. So God bless you. That that was deep for me. Oh wow. But but that's that's so crazy because even when, when we look at that and I think I'm gonna I'm a I'm gonna study this a little more as well because when you said it, um I'm I'm gonna probably preach a sermon or do a, a class or it's gonna be a book or something. But what I heard was when worship can turn your womb. And we we look at oftentimes that we're worshiping for nothing. And what the vision that I got was Penina is pregnant every year. She's pregnant every year, but Hannah is praying. And Hannah is asking God every year for a child. And the more she worships, I just saw the hand of the Lord just literally going in her stomach and just turning her womb around. And it wasn't until she prayed that last time that that surgical procedure that God was doing spiritually was complete. And so when we worship, God is really going in the inner parts and he's changing what needs to be changed so we can so we can have the capacity to bring forth what we need to bring forth. Maybe Hannah's body was too weak. And the more she prayed, God was strengthening her so she could give birth. So you just gotta keep praying. That that's good. That was that was good, Rochelle. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? It's Didi. Oh my God. I have to step out. I'm at the free school. Oh Jesus. So this morning, Cher, I can't even put it into words all that you said about asking God to remove that thorn and in the only way that you'll continue to go to him is of that thorn. So I thank you for that right there, that piece. And then reminding us to pray it again, even when people might think you're crazy. And I can imagine sometimes I look crazy because I'm believing God for something that it's impossible to man. But to God, it's possible. I was that woman because losing a baby and then all everybody else around you are having baby after baby after baby. And I'm asking God, I did say, why, why, why God, why me? But then I had to learn to trust him. Not what the doctors are saying. And here, three, three kids later. I'm so grateful for even that experience with that thorn that we ask him to remove is the only connection that'll keep us that that right there. It just really hit me to pray it, but then believe it. And then once you pray it, be able to give it back, give those kids back, give that marriage back, give that business back, all of it. It's such a good word this morning. I'm so grateful for you. So thank you for that this morning. I love you. Thank you. Love you as well. Anybody else? Good morning, Apostle. This is DeWanda. Go ahead, DeWanda. This is Sonia. I'll go right to you. Okay, thank you. God bless. Um, Just listening, and last night, I I love how the Lord speaks. Yesterday, when I woke up with the word hope, just hope resonating in my spirit. And hope, no matter what it looks like, no no matter what it feels like, because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And as things started to unfold throughout the day, that's all I could keep hearing when the accidents took place, when I got calls of a family member that passed, when mental health was running rampant on yesterday. That's all I heard was hope. And the evidence of things unseen 
Sometimes I can see it, but even after the prayers, after not losing hope in devastating situations, the outcome may not be like I anticipate or would like it to be. But that hope should never falter, become tainted, or shrink because it didn't turn out the way I thought it would be. It's not always in the healing on this side of the land. It could be healing on the other side that I won't see. But the healing that takes place of me is evident that God has done what God said he would do. Learning to accept Christ as Christ is and not how I expect him to be is increasing the hope even in the unseen outcomes. And I thank God for the words this morning because he he just reiterated for me. See, some other things coming, but he also reminded me the gates of hell will not prove, but stay hopeful no matter what it looks like and what it feels like. By yesterday evening, I fell and injured my hand. And all I could do was get up off the ground and say, stay hopeful. It's all good. Because God has a plan that I can't see. And as he unfolds it, I need to walk in it, trusting him and staying hopeful, even if I can't see where the, the road bends or the falls and trips that are going to come along the way. So I thank God for this word this morning. As I said, it was just reiterating what he told me almost 24 hours ago, to stay hopeful, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what comes up, because it changes my perspective of this world that I'm living in, that I don't become a part of the world. I grow into more of a likeness of him. God bless you. Thank you for being a vessel this morning and continuing to reiterate what God spoke to me. I will. Thank you so much. Stay hopeful. I like that. This is Tony. Okay, Apostle Pierre, this is Tony. You, you and Rochelle started this, and you said so much in, when you were talking about, and even Rochelle, when she, you were talking about every time Panina had a baby and Hannah, Hannah didn't have hers, it was like Panina kept having baby after baby, even though she had a baby after baby. It, they didn't have inhabit the praise that Hannah had, Hannah had hers there, it was just in the gestation period. And every time she turned, saw what Penina had, she turned whatever she felt inward and turned it into praise. So it was feeding that seed that was gestationally within her. So when she went to the altar and prayed that prayer and kept praying that prayer, she kept feeding the seed in the gest- while it was in the gestational period. So when it came at that time, at a point in time, the pregnancy came forth. She was pregnant all the time. It was just her praise kept giving it the nourishment it needed. So Penina's was not as forthcoming. It didn't inhabit the praise. So her seeds were empty. So it kept coming forth. So what you said was a whole bunch. That don't worry about what that person keeps popping out and whatever she's giving. The seed that you have. At that point in time, when it comes forth at that time while you're pregnant, it's putting much putting forth much more, and it's gonna it's so it's so strong that its roots are gonna go straight to the ground and give forth wow. more and yield more. So that's you said a lot, and you spoke you you've encouraged me even more to say. So don't worry about what you don't have. Keep pressing forward and look at what your tree and how far your roots are gonna go. Going back on. Well, wow, that that's that's really uh, crazy. Like while y'all talking, God is just saying things. And what what I heard the Lord just say when you were talking about that was the Lord said, Penina gave birth to a person, but Hannah gave birth to a priest. She gave birth to a person, but but 
Hannah gave birth to a priest. She gave something. She brought something into the earth that was going to anoint other things. And so I don't know how many of you guys have seen that story on Facebook where it talks about the dog and the elephant being pregnant. And uh, if you haven't, just synopsis of it, uh, it says that the dog and the elephant were pregnant at the same time. And so the dog gave birth to its litter and went to the elephant to show off what it had given birth to and, and asked the elephant, well, where's your baby? And the elephant says, I'm still pregnant. And so the dog gave birth to another litter and went to show off to the elephant and, and said, well, where's your baby? And the elephant said, I'm still pregnant. And then the dog gave birth to another litter and went to show off. And he basically told, she basically told the elephant, hey, where's your baby? And the elephant said, I'm still pregnant. And the elephant got frustrated, but the elephant said, you know, what you give birth to is normal. In so many words, what you give birth to, people are expecting to see. But what I'm giving birth to, it takes time because you you have to when your when your pups come out, you have to nurture them, you have to clean them off, you have to do all of this stuff. But when I release what I'm releasing out of my belly, it comes out already full grown. It comes out already walking. It comes out, and when it hits the ground, it makes the earth move. When when it hits the ground, people stop what they're doing and they look in amazement. And, and when you think about it, if you look at a dog give birth, you're like, oh, that's cute. But if you see an elephant give birth, you stop and you watch because it's something that you have never seen before. It's something that leaves you in amazement. So I encourage you guys, even in that uh, scenario, don't get intimidated or don't get frustrated because what you're carrying is taking longer than everybody else's. It's coming out self-sufficient. It's coming out with power and it's going to come out strong, leaving people in amazement. Anybody wow. else? Yeah, it's Krishanda. I wasn't going to say uh, this comment, but you had mentioned earlier about the thorn in the side, and when you said it's going to come out better than everybody else and um, the other things that you said, it just reminded me of things in my life that I've gone through, and in order for it to come out better um, than anyone else, there's that whole process that all the, um, the, the folks have said this morning. But he, he's getting, um, he, the thorn helps us get the stuff off of us in preparation of that thing that we're going to birth that's so big. I remember having a time where I was so devastated when I saw someone winning that I know was being cruel to me. And I was like, God, how could you allow them? And I heard, I ran on the dress and the on dress. But I realized in that process, because I was pressing it to him and because I loved them so much, and I was willing to, um, still believe that I, I, I could see that he was making me um, more humble, more loving, despite the person being treating me badly. And it just, it just whole, changed my whole perspective. So um, that's to me part of the preparation for the birth, um, the thorn in the side. God bless you. I loved your wow. declaration. Well, thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Going once. Going twice. Hey, Dr. This is um, Lisa. Um, uh, I'm loving the conversation. I'm thinking about when you have uncommon faith, you give birth to uncommon things. Um, and I can't wait for your, your book or whatever you're going to bring forth because there's so much to look at with Hannah. Um, even looking at the fact that sometimes 
we're not allowed what we want. It almost is like James where he talks about you pray, um, but you don't have because you pray amiss and you pray for your own selfish reasons, basically. And it wasn't until the fact that in her desperation that she prayed and prayed and continued to pray. And I remember her husband saying, am I not better to you than 10 sons? I think it was, right? Um, mm-hmm. She loved her dearly. She had so much already, but she wanted that one thing. And, and I believe, I'm just looking at it from just hearing what everybody's saying and looking at the scripture. Not until she got to the point that what she wanted so badly, she was willing, willing to give away. That she made the vow that if you give me this, what I want, I'll give it back to you, my God. And that's what she did. And that's what he did. Why? Because he needed a prophet to come forth for the nation. Yeah. It's all about yeah. God's plan, right? And so when he knew that he could trust her to release what he needed for us, for them back then, <laughs> that speaks a lot to us coming into agreement and alignment with the will of God for our lives, his plan, not ours. And we end up getting out of it more than what we could have imagined. Because I think he had sons or more children after that. Yeah, my, he gave um, up, right? That desperation she had, she gave up what she wanted so dearly to give back to someone she could trust, get back to God, and, and look at what he did. <laughs> that, that yeah, I remember my mother, my mother was, uh, when God told me to move to Atlanta, my mother fought it, hands and foot. I don't want you to go. Why are you going? I don't think you should go. And one of the questions the Lord had me ask my mom was, was I ever Christian as a baby? And she said, yeah, you were. I said, well, what does that mean? She said, oh, she said, oh, you don't know what that means? That's a special ceremony where, you know, you take your baby and you dedicate your baby to the Lord and, you know, you just, you know, it's your first baptism. And I said, wow. I said, I was Christian. She said, yeah. I said, so mom, do you know what that means? And she said, yeah, I know. I know what that means. I gave you back the word. I said, so that means that now you have no question in what he does in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's the same thing. When we begin to pray and have faith and we begin to ask the Lord for certain things, we have to understand that whatever, when God gives it to us, we have no choice in what he desires to do with it because it's his. Like Hannah couldn't say, No, I don't want I don't want Sammy to go and be in the house of Eli. <laughs> she couldn't say that. Because mm. she gave it back to the Lord. And so when you're praying it again, you gotta keep in mind that you're giving this thing to God and so no matter what he says do with it, it's his. You can't be an Indian giver. You can't be an Indian giver in this season. Anybody else? Okay, so let me pray for you guys. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your sons and your daughters. I thank you, God, for the Declare Victory line. I thank you, Father, for Dion. I thank you for all of the leaders of Declare Victory. And Lord, I thank you that even as we're in the season of illogical faith, that, Father, you would even allow your power to fall on them in an unprecedented way, that you will allow us 
to have faith the size of a mustard seed, God, that it will it could move mountains. Father, I thank you that God, when we pray it again this time, that you will cause heaven to respond because now you see that we're ready to do whatever it is that you would like to do with what we're praying and asking you for. Father, I bind the spirits of doubt. I bind all spirits of fear. I speak, God, over their day. But God, as we follow you throughout this day, that God, you will begin to touch our wounds and allow our worship to cause things to manifest for us, that you will allow, Father, our faith to birth things for us, that you will allow, Father, us to give birth even in the midst of those that doesn't that don't believe what you're going to do and that, that you're not going to do what you promised us you're going to do. Now, God, I speak to the hopelessness. I speak to the fatigue. I speak to the tiredness of praying the same thing over and over again. And I decree and declare, Father, that this is the hour that we will see your hand strong upon our prayers, that we will see your answers because your word declares that your promises concerning us are yes and amen. And so, Father, we thank you for the yes. Father, we bind any frustrations of the day. We thank you that provision will meet us. We thank you, Father, that your word concerning us it's already lingering in the atmosphere and people are waiting to encounter you through us. And so we give your name glory, honor, and praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys. And until next time, remember, pray it again. Pray it one more time. God bless love you. you too. Thank you. Let's Remember, see. ladies, just walk it out tonight at 6 o'clock. Walk it out, 6 o'clock. Same number, just dial in. Women only. Thank you. God bless you. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
yang hebat.
Yeah. 